Blog Talk Radio. when things like this happen. And just, I'm switching over to another phone because I don't, it, it sounds a little bit weird on my end, so I just want to make sure that <laughs> I'm actually being recorded and I'm just talking to myself. Um, but, you know, for me, it's like, who do you talk to? Who really, um, who really is on your mind when things go down like this? And for me, it's like, you know, obviously my family. I have family also on the West Coast and I just really want to make sure that they're all okay. They're saying that the, the, the with, with the earthquake in Japan that the tsunami might hit um, might hit the West Coast and that's where my phone calls went this morning and where my healing my healing powers are. And the other thing that I, I do is that I, I want to go run screaming for my mommy. So I was talking to my mom this morning about it, and I really wanted her to come on air today just to 
um, just just for my comfort, it's like my creature comforts of Bobby. Um, we are going to go into our our substantive portion of, on the show because we have a wonderful guest today who I'm excited to introduce you to and basically continuing our long celebration of music. And, you know, when I was writing this week's blog, which I haven't yet posted on Mama's Pearls, which is, which is um, you can find the blogs at www.mamaspearls.com, it wasn't cut quite stringing together for me yet, really until this morning when the tragedy has happened. So, you know, it, it's kind of ironic, and Mother Nature is filling in, filling in the blanks for me, but one of the things I kept thinking was, you know, was like after Katrina hit and there was that live aid concert um, and there was concerts all around the world that people basically banded together through music. So our continuing celebration of music will continue today on Mama's Pearls and we do have a guest joining us. Um, but first, we got to talk to my mommy. Mommy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, because, you know, when when I called you this morning, it was like, I I just, I needed to talk to my mommy when we have moments like this in our lives that we're, um, that we're facing or being caught with something that's so traumatic like this, um, like this earthquake that happened in Japan and that you see just how quick quickly lives can be lost and your world can be devastated, you know, I need I needed my mommy. So thank you for being with us today, mommy. Oh, you're welcome, my honey. So when we were when we were talking today, can you just share a little bit more about the unifying the unifying feeling that we were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um when I turned on the TV and I saw the breaking news that there was an earthquake in Japan. And right there are the pictures of the water overshadowing the land and so fast and so devastating anything in its path. It was a gas. It was, oh my God, it could be me there. All these poor people what's going to happen to them. And then they kept showing the danger. And then they started saying, well, there's going to be a tsunami from this, and the tsunami is going to hit Hawaii, and it's going to hit this time, and it's going to hit this place and that place. And I said, oh, my God, this is amazing. I remember when you heard the weather. You heard the weather only if you're a town. What's going to happen in your town? Now you're hearing what's going on everywhere in the world. If people are revolting in Libya or in Egypt, you see it. And you not only see it, you're seeing a, 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 a child get hurt. It could be your child. You're seeing a man. It could be your husband. It's right away your neighbor. It's right away connected to you, not something so far off. In the distance where, oh, it doesn't matter, don't care, but you're immediately impacted with a concern because it's hitting home. It is part of your home. And that this technology that we're able to practically, as it's happening, have an 
inside view as if we are there. It unifies us who's Mm. watching to the person it's happening to. And that shrinks the world, that we're all part of the human race, that in no segment, you're living in Japan, it's not you're off in the Pacific somewhere. You're here. You're a person. I don't know your name. I don't know who you are specifically, but I know you're being impacted as if I am being impacted. And that's a unifying piece that I think is remarkable that's happening today in this world, and it's happening to all of us, whether it's Facebook, whether it's on the television, that people are able to reach out. This is happening to me, such such as they did in Egypt through Facebook. This is happening to me. I'm, you know, they arrested me, this or that. And other people can respond saying, I know this is happening to another person. And it's and the human part of us responds and unites us. And there's, it's just, I think, remarkable. I think there's something very beautiful. Um, too bad it's on tragedies. It should also right. be on things that are joyful. And people are doing that. They're sharing in Facebook. And I'm just in awe of seeing this miraculous change in our consciousness through the technology that we've built. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry with what's happening. I really feel for them. I'm really hoping um, that the devastation is as little as possible and that the people there recover as well as they can, as fast as they can. Um, But I am also amazed at where we are at this point in time in our human development. It's amazing, and that was, that was really beautiful. And, you know, a couple of things comes to mind, you know, when the when the earth kind of does do its, its shifting and its shake-up, because the earth is this living, breathing <coughs> organism, pretty much that that does has its own growing pains and its own life cycle and what you kind of said struck me in that you know the shifts in the earth cause shifts in our consciousness and for me it's like yeah you know why do we have to have these major wake-up calls through tragedy can't there be a gentler softer way for us to share but i think the flip side of that is true too you know we share in tragedy we share in trauma but we also share share in triumph and in joy there are some beautiful moments in our history and even recently you know the most recent thing that that's popping into mind now was the olympics and you know having that unified focus on a celebration on healthy competition and you know those unifying factors um the other thing that that I was thinking of because you know my my husband and I did take a trip to Japan and you know granted this was this was years ago already and I remember we were on a tour and by um, by Mount Fuji and our tour guide was just so nonchalantly like talking about and he was like the funniest guy like a little like almost like a Mickey Mouse character and he was like so sweet and just kind of talking about the the times when Mount Fuji has erupted because Mount Fuji is a volcano and then he's just very nonchalantly and saying yeah and it could happen right now as we are driving by it and they talk about 
in their culture the you know how they've had um the same way that we reference nine eleven is basically a pinnacle marker for us how they've had earthquakes and how it's affected them and that they are on call for tsunamis and they are on call for earthquakes and volcan- volcanic eruptions. And though even though you, you have that in the back of your mind that, hey, I'm I'm riding past a, a volcano right now and you know what? It could erupt and if that happened I'm screwed. But at the same time there's as much as you can prepare, and you know they did a whole overhaul when they you know were very conscious when they were building and rebuilding their cities after after having fires and earthquakes to make them more um more adaptable to those conditions and you know more earthquake resistance, it still doesn't matter how much preparedness you do. You can have an emergency case in your house, but it still doesn't matter when you're in that moment and you're facing it and you're in the eye of eye of the storm and you're facing an earthquake and then pummeled by a tsunami, it doesn't matter. And there are so many, you know, you already hear it's 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 been hours that there's def there's a death toll in the hundreds. And it's just it just you know, it does. It unifies you and it just goes goes to show like how fast your life can be swept away. And when we had um, on the show a couple of weeks ago, the the Mission is Possible show, is, which is in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Mama's Pearls, we had um, a group of, of teenagers from my community who went on a mission to New Orleans and to um, basically to participate and to learn about the recovery efforts from Katrina, which are still ongoing, and that was already years ago. And so, you know, you see this kind of rallying around what's happened, but just knowing, like, how fast things can be destroyed and devastated and how long it takes to rebuild, like, it's just really, really breaking my heart this morning and for all all the people there and all the parents and people with children, and we are all children in this world, you know, the only the only things that that keep holding me holding me together in times like this is bringing back to family, is bringing back to what's important. And, um, you know, if your entire life gets swept away, is living, knowing that you at least lived it up in the moments that you've had, the precious moments of your lives. That's what I keep thinking. Yeah, and it's a reminder that life is very fragile, it's temporary, uh, and it's to enjoy what you have, enjoy what's important, but to really take in your moments, to take them in fully. Um, We forget. We kind of condition ourselves to look, to feel, oh, it's always going to be like this. This is going to go on forever. No. Everything is changing all the time, just like the earth is changing when we have these huge events um, of nature. But what's really important is every single moment that we have and the people that are in our lives and just what's happening in our lives and that we're here. And we forget it. We really forget it. And, you know, it's awful that something has to happen that shakes us up saying, oh, my God, it's not forever. But we should have that in our consciousness every day. And we should have, as what Oprah says, gratitude. To say gratitude every day. 
to realize, right. oh, my God, today is a gift. Being right. here, being alive is a gift. Right. Yeah. Life is a gift. The present is, is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Um, and... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Yeah, that well, that I remember first hearing in Kung Fu Panda, Master Shifu says. But then it's it's actually a famous saying: um, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Um, I forgot actually the 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 um, who actually said it originally, but but it's true. And you know, in in the present though. There's the flip side, and, and Rosie was also talking about it too. Is you know knowing that the end is near. I mean, we're all we're all we're all going to die. Hello, like that's that's not a big newsflash. It's you know we don't know when or how or whatever, but it's not to get caught up in living in fear. It is to you know you have a choice between fear or faith. And living in the faith is also living in the light and living in love and not being you know darkness of oh my God you know the world is gonna going to end and you know and finding those things that, wait, that wait bring out our joy hmm? wait a second the world is going to end to each one of us at one well, that's moment what I'm saying. right and that's the only certainty that we have is that we are going to die what a morbid thought except that it's true and everything else is in change everything else is in movement and yes, it's the present. It is the present. And the only thing we can do and the only time that we have um, an effect is in the present moment. And so what are we doing? What are we doing it for? What is our intent? Where is our heart? How are we seeing things? Are we enjoying? Are we actually taking it in fully and loving what it is? Are we able to see the meaning of every what is happening to us in every aspect? It's so it's so it's so full in every single moment, but we get caught. We narrow down. We need, we want. I'm scared. I gotta have. I gotta do. Oh my God. I'm not good enough. All these unbelievable intrusive thoughts that overwhelm and overshadow the real beauty and the gift of the moment. Well, one of the things that that always has helped me kind of expand in that in those moments, especially when you get too narrow minded and that is yeah. a great unifier for me, has been music. And it's Wonderful. just so apropos that that this is all happening now because of going back to those tunes, going back to those sounds, going back to the space of us sharing something collectively. When you're at a concert and there's thousands of people that are singing the same song of you, there's a great power in that. There's a great journey in that. There's a great bond in that. And um, last week we had a children's entertainer, Barry Coral, the Barry Coral Family Fun Band on the show, who I just love, and Casey's like totally starstruck by her. Um, <laughs> 
really adorable. Um, but, you know, and she was saying that she kind of fell into her path unexpectedly, and she kept following her heart, um, and that opened up the doors, even though, you know, against all logic, you know, she just felt like she was faking it until she actually made it. And one of the things she loves doing and why she loves music so much is because it can take you on a journey. It can take you on an emotional roller coaster. You can start having experiences and feeling and feeling certain feelings and sharing that on a collective basis with those around you. So, you know, the the beautiful part about music and I do want to um to to welcome our our guest today on the show is, you know, for me it's like when do you start that process and that music appreciation? When do you start hitting those right powerful notes in your life? And I know you played the piano, Mom, and I also grew up and in school I took on the violin. And I remember Mr. Polisi, who was my early violin instructor, and he opens a whole new window for me, a whole new part of myself, a whole new journey, both in learning how to play one note at a time, one scale at a time, which, you know, I, I hated that process. It was tedious. I wanted to be Mozart and just play it in a day. <laughs> Um, so for me, it's like, you know, that whole journey, even though you want in the moment to have that whole compounded experience of being a musician, takes time and starts somewhere. And I truly believe in um, in introducing your children to all different forms of music, even though my son kind of really only likes pop right now. Um, but for me, it's it's leading them on those journeys and finding ways for them to to ease into their their own natural rhythm. I find that when you learn learn an instrument, your life sort of takes on a different tune. So, Mom, you're welcome to stay on. I'm so happy to have shared this beginning healing yeah. space with you. I'm I felt so it was glad. really important. <laughs> Yeah. to share with you, but I do have to go. I'm sorry. Okay. I you have to go live in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you, Mommy, and thank you. Love you, honey. <laughs> Bye-bye. So now moving in to that other healing space of music, I'm really, really happy to introduce everybody to Marlene Cooper-Williams, who spent about four decades in the music education business and really dedicating much of her life to teaching music to children um, and also to creating businesses to support that. What she's now working on um, is a business called I Play Music Live, and this gives you the opportunity to basically sit in your own home while having a music lesson with Marlene. We did this, um, I did one lesson with Casey and one with Colby, and I was just amazed because they have the ability through their website to create a portal where you put you put the camera on and she can see your ch- your child and you can see her. And I gave Colby some headphones and I'm going to actually post a picture on the blog this week. Um, and watching him just really... Learn, start learning how to play the pi- play the piano. My kids love jamming to music. You know, I talk about all the time. We have like nightly dance parties, and they love playing on instruments. But forming that discipline aspect of actually sitting down and learning to play and um, play in a sort of orchestrated way, not just you know kind of gibberish, is such a beautiful process for me to watch. And I know so many other parents 
have that have that mindset with their children and that who knows maybe one day they will too be leading our our culture and our our society through a great time of sorrow and through a great time of need with their music. So today I'm very, very honored and humbled to welcome Marlene onto the Mama's Pearls radio show. Marlene, are you with us? I am, Cynthia. I'm right here for you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And I know you're also on the on the West Coast, so you know you might be having a lookout too. So our prayers are definitely with our West Coast family today as well. So thank you for carving out the, the space and time you know, today to, to talk about your your work. Can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're now what you're now doing? Yes, uh, as you had uh, referred to, I am a, a, a woman who has been dedicated to music education for more than four decades. Uh, starting with my first teaching experiences while I was still in college at the University of Minnesota, and then uh, coming here to California to uh, continue my music education service to the community, owning um, a few different music schools and building uh, music education programs with retailers of pianos and other instruments, but also never losing touch with my uh, true passion, which is teaching, teaching privately. I, I still, even though I, I am building this wonderful business of uh, music education to the masses throughout the world, music knows no borders with us, uh, I still teach privately. And um, every day when I hit the, the ground running, as I, as I describe it, uh, holds a, a new exciting challenge of uh, different ways to reach different populations through iplaymusiclive.com. So, um, and one of the one of the most fun experiences in the last few days was working with Casey and Colby, your children. <laughs> it was so great, so great. It was so cute. I was just I was just amazed at watching. I mean, Colby in in particular at how he was sitting and listening because Casey I didn't I didn't have the headphones on. You know, I I basically was doing it with her to make sure that she understood. But when I put the headphones on Colby and I kind of walked away. You know, one because Casey kept running over. But when I walked away and really just let him be in the session with you, I mean, it was like you guys were in the same room together doing a music session and all I heard back was him going okay and then I would hear him like clapping because you were doing basically the basic you know to get the rhythm and the beat and right. the measures um, and then I would hear him actually playing something and I was like wow I actually know what he's playing now <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> well it's really it amazing uh, you know I had this idea many many years ago uh, but technology was not there to support it. And, of course, as we all know, technology is improving um, very quickly and changing every day almost. And uh, so this is very exciting. So we, we, start, we started to develop this program um, and build a website that would do a lot of things, would provide a lot of uh, jobs for music teachers who, of course, are losing their jobs, especially those who have been in the public school I mean, that's a whole other uh, radio show for another time, which is very sad because, you know, we uh, we need music in our in our society. I was just, as a matter of fact, today reading an article in uh, a newsletter I get online 
that goes out to all these school districts in the country. And the heading was, Can Arts Education Save the Economy? Hmm. Now, some people might think that's a bit of a stretch, but we know from scientific proof that the mind, and not to mention the soul, but the body needs the stimulation of music to help open those brain pathways and to receive other academic training. So by cutting out music and the arts from the school school systems, uh, we're doing a great disservice to our children uh, and their uh, growth in terms of their growth and development. So, uh, and I know this, I know the benefits of this because I see it every day as a teacher, as a music teacher. So we set to the task of building this affordable, convenient, um, quality music instruction service that can reach people in rural areas, uh, that can, we can actually help people who have autism, children with autism, uh, people who have traumatic brain injury, because we have music right. therapists who are board certified on our staff. So what we've done is created a, a, a system that allows teachers, students, uh, parents, uh, people who are interested in music to come to our website and enjoy, educate themselves, and participate uh, very easily and very affordably. I think it's amazing. And I just want to say for the people who are listening live, the show is going to cut off the live streaming, but you will be able to hear the remainder of the show in the archives. You'll just have to kind of wait 15 minutes and then go back in and listen to the remainder of the show. But I definitely wanted to continue to hold this space for music because I couldn't agree with you more, Marlene, about the importance of art and and musical education in schools and just exposure to our 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 children. I mean, for me, it was so instrumental and pun intended uh, <laughs> to have that to have that just that part of myself. You know, I remember going through all of the the feelings around taking up the violin. I mean, one I one I can't sing, so chorus and choir like that was completely out of the picture. So I basically had to play an instrument, and you know, I was going back and forth between the violin or the flute. And I just really loved the violin. And, you know, I remember, like, feeling, like, all nerdy at first and, but, but, and like, kind of tackling myself, tackling it and continuing on with it really just built such a, such a self-confidence in me, you know, and also, like, the sense of pride that I could, I accomplished learning how to play a violin, I can't play it now. Like, I, I actually have a violin. I went back a couple of times to try and play, and I definitely need some refresher lessons, and it's so frustrating, like, the same way that I remember learning Spanish, and I was so good in it, and then I stopped it, basically, when I went off to college. And it's so frustrating now not having that at the tip of my tongue and not having that at my fingertips, just being able to pick up and, and jam on the violin. Nothing to pick it off. Right, but it was such... Something... It, it was such a... I can't a, hear for um, now. No, Mar- Marlene, can you hear me on the phone? Marlene? Marlene? Because I'm still on the air. Can you can you still hear me on the phone? Marlene? I think she's having still some connected. confusion over there because... Well, I, so, I don't hear anything. Do you hear anything? I didn't hear anything. Marlene? The you know, phone line is still... Can you hang up and call back? No, you're still on the air. Yes. 
Okay. All right. They'll probably call back in. Um, but I know it's a little bit confusing. Blog Talk Radio like chopped off my show. Like I can only do it for a, 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 I can only do it live for half an hour, but I have 45 minutes to actually do the show. So that's why it cuts off from the live stream. But anyway, hopefully we'll we'll get her back in. So you know, for me, it was such an, an integral piece of my development to learn how to play the violin, and it took me out of my my just daily life and pla- placed me into this different world. I mean, when you're when you're in elementary school and you're learning Mozart, like you don't really have that connection. I mean, you know it's an incredibly important piece of music, but you're not really understanding why, you know. And now, like looking looking back, and I still listen to the classical radio stations all the time. For me, it's just like the most soothing, the most soothing um, channels. But I just kind of like, you know, I don't ever want to lose that that part of me or that connectedness that's open. And what's more is, like, really important for my children to still have that um, to have that music appreciation and to learn how to actually play because there's both the listener side and then there's being the, the student, the musical student. Um, so, you know, for me, it's just, it's just so, it's so important to, to have you, to have that, to have that experience and to have that exposure to different forms of music, you know, I think it's it's it is a shame what's going on in, at that. You know, so many schools are cutting back their budgets, and it's basically nationwide. And you know, I hate to say like you know you can always find music, and that's one of the reasons why I love Marlene and I play music live because you can go there and and do it yourselves. But it really should be a part of the, your children's day to day. Day to day experience to be exposed to musical education, and I know just from personal experience, and I'm sure many of the people who, who are listeners, especially because if you're listeners and you're my friends, I know that I know all of you who are in chorus and, and played in bands and played in played in orchestra with me. Um, just how important that was to your own personal development, even though when you were a kid, you had to like drag around your your violin, and I'm sure if my mom would have stayed on. On um, if my mom would have stayed on, she would have told you about the million times she had to run to school because I would forget my my violin. Um, <laughs> I did that all the time. I was really like the worst. I would always forget the days that I had violin class or violin lessons, and I would call, you know, Mom, I need my violin, and she would have to come running and and basically rescue me. So you know, it's something. It's something that I think that our children can really can really learn and they basically say like the earlier the better and I started my kids in music class basically Colby was like four months old and we did it with my cousin and then Casey I think I started around six months old six months old and I'm not saying that they were learning how to play the piano but in music class they learned how to do do beats and rhythm and they have sticks and they have eggs and they have all different types of you know appropriate musical instruments and it's basically just them getting an ear and and planting that seed in the same way they say like when you're pregnant you should be listening to listening to music i mean they say classical because it makes people smarter i mean who knows i don't think i'm that smart because of because of mozart you know what i mean like i don't know if there's a correlation because i i like you know pop music and stupid music too 
Actually, I don't think there was stupid music, but you know what I mean. Um, so for me, it's like, it's like, you know, and the pearl of the week, by the way, is get strong because, you know, one, it music always kind of ties. 